Hey everybody, it's Cash. Uh, this week we got a special uh, live interview we did uh, with AJJ uh, at backstage at their show uh, in downtown LA. Uh, we went down there early, uh, did a quick interview, and um, stuck around and watched the show. Uh, so it was an awesome evening. So here is Jonah Radio One Thirty Eight with AJJ and a few other guests, both on mic and off. Uh, here we go. I was looking on Bing for a sweet-ass podcast and then I found it. I was looking on Bing and I found a show called Jonah Radio with Cash Hart, so Neil Mahoney and Jonah. Sometimes his brother for tuning in to Jonah Radio can make it. But we are here with, uh, with uh, and AJJ. Uh, I almost messed up. I almost, Do it I by almost, the old almost name? said the, the, old, the other. Um, but we're also here with, uh, Deanna's here. Okay. Uh, and uh, we're here from uh, one, another one of my favorite musicians, uh, Roar. Yeah. And Owen, who's, Owen who's, Evans from Roar. Who's, play, who's playing on this tour. Um, you're more than welcome to pick up the mic at any time thank you <laughs> <laughs> and he puts it down uh everyone say your names in the mic so when you talk people know who you are i'm sean bonnet i'm the singer and guitarist of ajj's it's not bonnet huh no I, but i i answered a bonnet uh yeah just how often of does bonnet come up outside of bonnet uh, probably about 50 50 yeah yeah that's pretty that's I don't, good I don't, I don't correct people if they say bonnet Doesn't do you know me. if you're uh hello Introduce yourself to the listeners. My name is Ben. Hi, listeners. Oh, there's your own Beep microphone. Ball. Hello. Um, and so you guys are wrapping up this first leg of the tour. And also Mark is here. Mark. Mark. Anxiety oh, Machine hello. Mark. It's me. You know him from AJJ and Macrame. And the Twitter. And, and your and sewing skills. I'm great at crafts. Arts <laughs> and crafts, yes. Is that what you do to make up? Nailed it. Uh, to take up the time? Yeah, I do that instead of looking at my phone when we're driving. That's so I'm trying he also to figure looks out. a lot at his phone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you look at your phone a lot. Well, yeah. So I'm trying to wean myself off of the phone. So I've been now trying. I sad arts and crafts. I've been trying to wean myself off the phone. I took Twitter off my phone. Neil locked me out of my own Twitter. Yeah, I got your password. Yeah, which is scary. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give away his password. What is the password? Yeah. Scary. Yeah, I mean, what, I, Neil, Neil, I'm so proud of the new password, and I. The like, old password. Like, what was the old password? Neil is fat. Yeah. That was just, and he's the one that came up with it. Yeah. 
because this isn't the first time. So you're trying to get yourself up, and on, on the road, I'd imagine real hard to not just be on your head and your phone the whole time. Very hard, especially yeah when you're when you're driving. When you're in a moving vehicle and you're not driving, uh, there's there are a lot of ways to amuse yourself, but the the most prevalent ways is, is definitely uh, looking at your phone. Yeah. I deleted Instagram off my phone two days ago. and uh, How's it going? Pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah. I've been taking Instagram off my phone like during the day, and then I'll re-download it at night when I'm in bed. <laughs> and, but it's, it's, there's a, I want to pull myself off of being inside my phone all the time. I was, I, like, I, for a while, I made it uh, black and white. You can make it like, you know, just, you know, just black and white on your phone, thinking that like mentally my mind wouldn't want it as much oh this is old-fashioned now yeah well it's yeah. just like you look at it, it's not as exciting for your brain yeah i don't know it's a does it like i i'm sure everyone agrees that they're probably on their phones more than they want right yes i would agree with that definitely does it does it does everyone feel like they should uh they're, they're going to take any steps to t- be off of them I deleted Instagram off my phone the other day. <laughs> so, yeah. I do arts and crafts. Yeah. So when you say arts and crafts, is it just drawing or are you whittling? No, are I you dumb little uh, cross stitches with swear words on them. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then I sell them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the nice thing about a tour is you got a merch table at the end of every night. Exactly. So you just put them out there. Yeah. Um, do you feel, though, not being on, say, social media as an artist these days is a bad move? It's Parquet like the whole self-promotion uh, thing. It's like, you know, every time I say I'm going to get off Twitter, I have like other comics going like, it's like, oh man, I wish I was in a position in my career to do that. Mm-hmm. That's like the most, the, that's a common response I get. Do you feel as an artist, you have to be on social media? It's working for that band Parquet Courts to not have any social media. That's true. Um, and they, uh, but then they put out like three albums a year. They put out a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, Personally, I think I got it. I should. We should stay on social media to let people know when our shows are and stuff. And do you feel um, that they want? Because I, I, I'm struggling with that right now. Because I want to get off, but like, what if I want to let people know I'm going to be somewhere? Hire a guy to do it for you. Yeah. Hire is, a hire a social media manager. Oh man, cool are You're you like, interested? Sure. Yeah, I'm on it. Yeah, but, you need uh, to pay me like ten dollars an hour. Nah. But Twenty-four it's, it's hours cool. a day, <laughs> seven days a week. Yeah, yeah. Because there's like three of us who are willing to do it. So like. If someone is like, I don't feel like doing Twitter for the next week, like we can make sure that someone else will be at least post like, hey, we're playing this show. That's true. So you don't have to like engage in like a real brain way and just still be able to post just bullshit about what you're doing. Yeah. So do you think, though, it's completely necessary? Do you think if a band started now not on Twitter? Because Parquet Courts, I guess they, you know, Twitter and everything was around during that time, but. They they also have the benefit of like a, a pretty big label backing them and, and yeah, doing and a lot of that like doing the social media for them yeah. yeah was that a development or have they always been that way they've always been that yeah, way yeah they oh, came out pretty okay. pretty but, hot and fast mm-hmm. but they got rough trade like just backing them hard and like paying yeah. for a lot of PR for them so they were on Chop Out Trap House this week oh yeah so stop listening to this podcast and listen to another podcast <laughs> I don't know are they going to eat <laughs> chips on the microphone that sound doesn't sound like I don't something know. a Chop Out Neil has not once asked anyone in the room that's supposed to be in here if he could have any of the food that's in here <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Also, we, we have we didn't bring the speakers now, so nobody can hear the crying baby sound effect that he's been putting under Jonah for the last two minutes. It's a long sound effect. <laughs> Has he been? He's played the crying no, baby the just, whole time. No, just just in the last just 
that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing was. Hey! Um, now, we didn't stop to play songs during the recording, but we are playing songs now. This is AJJ from the God, from the album Only God Can Judge Me with Let Us Get Murdered. One, two, three, four. You've been singing songs for all the wrong reasons. For reasons you're not at liberty to say. It wasn't to get or famous or get laid Mainly you wrote those fucking songs to drive me away It's a scary time out here for intersexual minorities. Don't worry, I know a place where we can learn, laugh, and play. Where? Minority Corner with the Wonder Twins of Podcasting, Aneke and James. Wow, they sound fabulous, smart, and incredibly attractive. At Minority Corner, you'll get everything from the history you were never taught. Like the history of Chinese immigration, or who was James Baldwin, or African queens of old, like Queen Candace. Plus, awesome book recommendations outside of the usual white male cisgender canon. Interviews from comedians, artists, writers, and activists. Well, that sounds like a party. But hold up. What about movie and TV reviews starring folks whose melanin is poppin'? Well, you know Minority Corner loves their deep dive into pop culture, all from a perspective that's black, queer, and ladylike. Ooh, yes. And with the election just around the corner, sounds like Aneka and James are gonna get us information. Not to mention self-care, tips, how to be an ally, and how you can get involved in your community so you can help fix this mess. You know what? James and Aneka kind of sound like us. That's because... (laughs) 
They are, they are us. Wow. Minority Corner! Uh, so you get, how long has the t this tour been? Um, three so weeks. Far. Three weeks? Yeah. It's not, that's short compared to what you guys normally get into, right? Uh, we go in legs. We, uh, we never do more than three weeks at a time, but we'll do like three weeks on, three weeks off, three weeks on. Yeah. Uh, so we're going back out again in October for like two and a half more weeks. But and it's the same, it's the same uh, crew on the road, right? Same lineup yeah. with the addition of Laura Stevenson Ooh. from Denver to Chicago and Roswell Kid from whatever's after Chicago <laughs> until, <laughs> until Rhode until Island. I don't know. Until he gets uh, out of the But Roswell Kid and Laura Stevenson are going to join us on some of the dates. Otherwise, yeah, Kimya Dawson and Shell Shag are going to be rocking all those dates with us too. It's going to be great. That's a, there's, there's some good shows. That's a yeah. nice... Badass oh, yeah. Bill. Yeah. Um, do you guys feel uh, you're at a spot right now with the band where you um, can grow more um, or sustain? Like, what do you feel like is the 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 bigger plan with the band? Is it to kind of just keep on checking? Because you guys have been putting out consistently great albums, um, and you're on the road Thank pretty you. often. Like, no, I would say it's like it's uh, it's rare to uh, find a band that um, legit gets better. And, and like you grow with them and they grow as well. Um, but not so much. So you're going to go ah, too much. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, is it like it's a, you guys have like putting out albums at a pretty, you know, regular click. It's yeah. A, generally try to every couple yeah, of years yeah, think about putting regular. out an album. Uh, <laughs> Probably do for one. Although we did just put out that B sides uh, kind of record. Yes. Mm -hmm. On the last episode, we played the, time. yeah, we, on the last episode we played the uh, Pink Floyd cover. Nice. Yes. Nice. Nice. Oh, Real great, little gray song. area, I think. Uh, it's playing that on the show. But. Yeah, then you guys wrote that, right? That's our song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, totally cool. Yep. It was an ode to Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did it in the style of Pink Floyd. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's we, like Weird Al gets away with it. Mm -hmm. Why not AJJ? <laughs> yeah, it's actually a parody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they changed one no. word. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we were supposed to uh, uh, maybe head out and see you guys at the Glass House in Pomona last night, which we did not. Uh, I'm just going to assume that tonight's show is going to be better and I didn't miss out on anything. Correct. Uh, so that's good. That's good. Good. good There's a lot of nods in the room. A lot of nods in the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I love you, Inland Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to them. Yeah. Once we realized the, like, or it's like you say, oh, we can leave by like, you know, five and get there by six. And then we're like, that's impossible. We're not going to do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, we thought we were going to be there uh, talking to everybody. And Neil came up with a game. Oh, yeah. I have a game. Let me cue up my music. No I don't know. I don't know. No one else does. Music, Neil, only Neil. But, but he's uh, okay. firing on all cylinders today, so I can only imagine. Yeah, I already went to the bank. <laughs> like, I'm real tooled up. Uh, so this game is called How Well Do You Know Me? Not very. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the fun. Uh, so uh, what band did I see... Jeez. At the Glass House of Pomona <laughs> for the first what the time fuck, dude? in 2000, the year. Uh, <laughs> I and I, uh, I saw a guy uh, crowd surf in a wheelchair. Shellac. Uh, no. Andrew WK. No. He did a tour in a wheelchair, I believe. Right? He did a tour in a wheelchair? Yeah, I think so. He like hurt his leg. That's and gnarly. then he did a tour where, where he was in a 
Like a motorized wheelchair? No, I don't even think it was motorized. I think you kept on doing the one arm thing with the one arm like and then the, the, the wheeled on the other arm. The crutch, the, the like kind of cuff clutch. No, crutch. No. Well, why would you need that if you're in a wheelchair? It's in a wheelchair. To push. Okay. Like it's not a rowboat. <laughs> Listen, I don't know chair culture. Any other uh, any other guesses? Um, I was gonna guess shellac. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm going a, to that's my deep guess, well though. of what I know about Neil, <laughs> which is on this podcast, <laughs> like shellac. Uh, same year I saw shellac alcoholic. at Knitting yeah. Factory in L.A. But uh, no, the answer is uh, the Vandals. Oh, the with the Vandal. where they have the song, "Let the Bad Times Roll," which is about somebody getting par- uh, paralyzed, right? I don't. I don't know for sure. I think it is. I think but it's I've seen. I've seen. Like uh, there was a band in Hawaii that covered "Let the Bad Times Roll," and uh, there was a punk kid. There was one punk kid in Hawaii in a wheelchair, and he would get so excited, and he would just uh, skirt around the edge of the uh, the mosh pit, the circle pit, uh, when that song was on, and everyone would get so excited. Um, and then a lot of theories started going around. Like it's like, I, you know, I only see that guy when the band's playing, and then that's when. He shows up to they be hired him, maybe, 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 maybe. Who knows? Uh, so, do you think that's why the guy in the wheelchair was? Uh, do you think it was during that song? I don't think it was that song. I don't know the Vandals that well enough to tell you yes or no. Okay. All right. But cool. They did do the the song from um, uh, the Von Trapps. What's that? Uh, so- Sound of Music. So long, farewell, a yeah. and good night. They did that at the end. That what was pretty Was fun. this the tour that they did with Audio Karate and Tsunami Bomb? Were those also bands playing? I don't know. There was a show that happened in Tempe, Arizona that uh, I went to when I was in high school. And then I found out as an adult that like everyone else that I know that lived in Phoenix <laughs> was also at that show yeah. sort of deal. And yeah, I'm not necessarily a fan of show. any of those bands, yeah. <laughs> but it just happened to be the show that like every teenager in arizona went to yeah it was like this the sex pistol show in manchester it's like it was like (laughs) not well attended but everyone there ended up going and starting bands starting a band um it's uh is it did you just go because it was like the only the only punk thing going on uh i think that i yeah i don't know actually you know i think it was a friend his mom because i lived in northern arizona so it's like, I think he had extra tickets and his mom was willing to drive. So I was just like, yeah, sure. Like yeah. I'll go to a show. I mean, at that point in time, I was like not particularly discerning about the music yeah. that I listened to, you know, it was like, oh yeah, of course. Like the Nile theater punk, that's good enough for me. Let's do it. Yeah. When in, in Hawaii, it's, there was a, you know, you see anyone that came to town, you would go because it was something to do. We were talking yeah. about that. But you guys have been doing, you did like Montana, two shows in Montana. Hell yeah. And it's like, you know, sometimes Three this people go because it's something to do. Mm-hmm. Like I saw tons of bands I would never listen to, even punk bands that would come to Hawaii, but just because they came, yeah, I would sure. go. I'd be like the nobodies, I remember was that. I remember just actively disliking them. <laughs> and then uh, a store to Jelly Beans, that was another one. All the hopeless bands are making it out there, I guess. Yeah. 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 That's like uh, Dan Podhast uh, came out with Mike Park. Nice. But that was great. Because that was um, like when Dan Podhast put out uh, Eyeballs, which is still a great record. Um, I just listened to that one for the first time recently. It's oh, really? It's a really great record. It's yeah. a really good record. You ever listen to The Stitch Up? Is that his uh, next the one? The Stitch Ups or The Stitch Up? It's the Stitch Up singular. singular. Yeah. Great band. A couple albums. I uh, can't set, remember the name. Set Your, set your alarm. alarm is one. And then Attitude Adjuster is the other one. 
both really good records. Nice. Um, I digress. <laughs> That's the whole show. Dan Podcast, more like Dan Power Pop. Hell yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Shots fired, Neil. It's okay, Neil. Next question. Next so Neil, question. Yeah, you gotta, just what's, what about post. this game? You said you went to the bank. Where's you got a cash prize for this game or what? I do have prizes. Yes. Neil, we can see your face. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to clock the room and let everyone know that I was serious, that I actually do have prizes. Okay, great. Okay. So between 2000 and 2004, I moved to Washington, D.C., and uh, then I moved back to Los Angeles. <laughs> and in 2004, I saw a Chicago band called Check Engine featuring <laughs> my childhood friend, Paul Joyce. He played in that band. But what instrument did that band feature, which Paul previously <laughs> claimed to never uh, want to ever hear in rock and roll? <laughs> Very close. Does uh, does this question have anything to do with the fact that you moved to Washington D.C.? No. <laughs> See, the game is. I kind of well got lost in the middle of the question. <laughs> it's more like me, like like stuffing information about myself into the show, mm -hmm. and then also like. So people like Mark can know more yeah, about no, the fact. So like that, next yeah. time we play this game, I'll be like, "Oh, you lived in Washington D.C." <laughs> they're all really heads or tails kind of answers. Yeah. Can, can we? Can I ask some yes or no questions about it? Like, is it an embarrassing instrument? No, it's not. It's just an instrument. Well, wait. What constitutes to you as an embarrassing <laughs> instrument? Oh, guitar, guitar, I mean, electric cello, <laughs> fretless bass. I, I don't know. Fretless, bass? fretless, headless bass. That's pretty. Steinberger, Steinberger. Like vibra slap. What's like a vibra slap? Oh, vibra slap. It's that thing. It that sounds like a rattlesnake. Oh, yeah, yeah. rattlesnake. Most in, bands get to use one in their entire career, <laughs> except for Cake. <laughs> they use them all the time. Yeah. a band with yeah. a vibraslap player, and I would say that's yeah. kind of embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It is not vibraslap. Okay, mm. well that was my guess. That just feels like they, like they had a friend that was like the one guy in the friend group that like they didn't have a spot for in the band. And they're just yeah. like, we got, I mean, he, it's like, it's our, it's like, that's the group that hangs out. We're just going to leave them yeah. out. Was it, what, was it the mighty Boston, mighty, mighty Boston's that had like the dancer guy? Yes. <laughs> also a veil. A veil had, had a, it, but, a, but uh, Bob, Bobo was also their tour manager, I believe. Ah, I did not. And know. he sang, yeah. he would sing backups. He was like the, the conduit to the, uh, like the audience. He's so kind of the whole the, show really. Though. Yeah, he really yeah. is. Cottonmouth Kings Bear. had a guy like that too. His name was Pakalika, and he died. Rest in peace. Oh shit! This guy from Cottonmouth Kings. He would dress like a ninja and like kind of dance all creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them at a radio festival once. It was amazing. Slender Man. We almost we almost came Very to a show man. here. Uh, Christina Johns and Dan actually came to it, and uh, it was uh, ICP. But then uh, uh, one of the rappers on the bill was a guy that dresses up like a foot, and his name's Lil Toenail. <laughs> and I saw it on the flyer. I was like, clearly this is. Something I mean, I, like maybe it's like a joke actor, and it's um, I went and looked it up, and the dude's like a hardcore rapper, and he dresses <laughs> up in a very big foam foot with his face poke, peeking out, Whoa. and he does like really like aggressive hip hop. I wonder if he's the guy that played the foot in Big Money Rustless. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that goes, I'm the foot, bitch. What? I'm the foot, bitch. What's Big Money Wrestlers? It's the movie that's the Western movie that ICP made. I've never seen it. Uh, you need to see it. It's really I've good. I've seen the poster. It's very important. Where is his face in, like, is, is his face in the heel or his face in the big It's toe? like the Happy Foot, Sad Foot in Silver Lake. It's, uh, it's his face is like the top of the 
foot. Oh, uh, so it's like it's like you're looking at your foot. It's not the. It's bottom like you're looking little... at your foot and and little toenails like wrapping at you. All right. It's delightful. This podcast rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was saxophone. Uh, How is that uh, embarrassing? Well, Paul Joyce said like he his only gripe against uh, Bruce Springsteen was that saxophone has no place in that band. <laughs> in Bruce, is Bruce Springsteen's band? Yeah. Whoa. He just hated it. Man. And then, like, he made it a big deal throughout his entire childhood. And then the biggest shot he got, as far as being a musician, was playing in a band where saxophone played lead. Ooh. Well, what type they, of saxophone? Was it a no-wave band from L.A.? Uh, was it, like, no, Night Wounds like or something? A, like a thrill jockey, Chicago indie rock kind of band. So was oh. he, was he a, a skronker sax player, or was the, he a smooth sax player? So skronker, you mean, like, big, a, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, it was like, like an alto Bruce sax. Bruce Springsteen like definitely a, never utilized the skronk. Yeah, it's more of a you like know. morphine kind of like. Oh, that's like, baritone, oh, like the yeah. boredle, boredle. Yeah, yeah, that would not so be an alto sax. Yeah, that's like Pelvic? the opposite. Oh, is that not alto? No, it's like okay. kind of the opposite. Uh, I think that's like maybe a baritone. Yeah, it's a baritone. I think. Yeah, I don't remember it that well. <laughs> but the band was called Check Engine. They were previously called Sweep the Leg Johnny. Up, ah, that's right. The Sweep the Leg Johnny. Okay, final question. No one's gotten anything right so far. Shellac. At the aforementioned Vandal Show. <laughs> what did I learn was the single greatest backstage rider item? Rotisserie mm. chicken. That's False. a real specific. I think you're <laughs> wrong then, because it's definitely rotisserie chicken. No, yeah. it's not. You learn a new thing. It, it has been before. It's definitely it definitely was on Clarence Clemens's rider, and that's where we got the idea. Tying <laughs> it all together. <laughs> but no, that's the best thing to have on your rider. Rotisserie chicken. Yeah, yeah, protein bomb. You just like take rip the chicken breast off and dip it in hummus and eat it. You know what? Socks. So you don't like yes. it. Yes. Yeah? Socks. Yeah. Wow. It's the best. I mean, it would be the it's the best thing to have in a writer. I socks is the we best. Haven't done it. I don't I know why. Believe it. We're not at that like, level yet, but you'll probably get. Do I get free yeah. socks? No, I don't have socks. Did you get socks? Uh, Are you just gonna give Every me my chip? Have a sock sponsor. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna give you. Kimmy Dawson has a sock sponsorship. Oh really? Yep. Kimmy Dawson, who are you? You're on tour with. These are lighthouse yeah. pins. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of them. Oh look, and he left Aww, the he left the price tag on them. Yeah. They're a dollar fifty or something. Oh. This I did. Them. I had my sister go to like, Ocean State job lot and buy everything they had because I realized I could go to these like hipster. I got my Christmas sales. shopping done <laughs> <laughs> and sell them for ten bucks a piece. They're also uh, they're, they are also one last piece of information about Neil Lighthouse. He is from New England, Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, these are from Connecticut near the Mystic Seaport Lighthouse. Connecticut is the not shadow technically New England, but it's in the area. But you're from, you're from Cape Cod. Yeah. So what are you doing in Connecticut getting these pins? It's nearby. Okay. Well, well they. In New England. What's that? In New England. In New England. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's nearby in New England. What's Jason Anderson's line about? Uh, oh, Connecticut is not a part of Red Sox Nation. <laughs> no. Absolutely yeah, that's not. That's that's across the border. <laughs> They're New Yorkers. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, uh, big things shaking up at your label, side one dummy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that last uh, collection went out on that label. Uh, any plans on uh, where the next album's going to be? Not sure. I mean, we're, we're free agents. So free agents? Uh, putting it out ourselves is really, really appealing. Yeah. We know seen, how to do it. I've seen a lot of young uh, bands do that. Like, they, you could still, it's like getting, like, 
stuff on the digital distribution list seems to be kind of mm. fairly easy. Mark, as someone so who's easy. put out records. Yes, uh, I have. Um, so would you guys put your record out on Anxiety Machine Records? No. We would not. <laughs> yeah, no? No, that is, that, that is now defunct. It's uh, defunct? Yeah, more or less. That's uh, how, when we met. Yes, that, that is that how drunken we met. night I, I had. I sent you like all the records I'd put out, including yeah. the the Roar record. The Roar record is um, still on constant rotation. Yeah, Dog Breath. Yeah. Dog, Dog Breath is breath. great. Where are they on now? They're on. Uh, well, they were. Asian they Man. did their last one on Asian Man. I don't know yeah. if they're doing their next one. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Great band. Right. They could also. They're also free agents because Asian Man doesn't like do contracts. So. Yeah. Uh, it could be Asian man. It could be anywhere. It sounds but. like my free agent records is doing a rather well today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Free agent. Oh, yeah. Killer roster. <laughs> Everyone's on free agent now. Um, that's, yeah. And then it's m- not hard to put out a record. You just need money, which is hard. But <laughs> yeah, the, like the actual like, you know, if you have money, the rest of this stuff is all pretty simple, actually. Yeah. It's just filling out paperwork and emailing stuff to people. It is. But being, uh, being accountable, like uh, I, I put out a record from uh, the, Nick Youssef's uh, last record, and um, I wasn't ready for the amount of like <laughs> stuff he wanted, and I was just kind of like, I was like, hey man, I thought you understood that I just was going to help you put it out, and it's, uh, it's on you to do all the rest of the stuff, and uh, I, uh, I immediately regretted starting a record label. <laughs> I was like, I just wanted to help out people, you know, like almost financially, just it's like, it's like hey, I'll get it, I, 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 I know how to do the stuff, I know how to you know, make it all happen. And then, like, he was, he, was, he was like, hey, why aren't there any ads for my record? And I was like, I don't know. I don't have that money. And it's like, <laughs> vinyl's expensive. What's taking so long? Vinyl takes a long time now. That's the worst part. The amount of time. It's like, it's like you, I remember when I put on my first 7-inch, had the test pressings back in two weeks, put it out like a month after I recorded it. Yeah, I think that, that Dog Breath 7-inch I did took three months to get the vinyl. Jeez. Which is just 507 inches. Yeah. It wasn't that big of a press, but, like. You know all the all the majors. That was that was what 2011 yeah. when Record Store Day was really booming, and it was like, oh, we have to reissue Thriller for some reason. Yeah, we're gonna put a picture disc out of uh, the Cheech and Chong yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, limited to 15,000 copies. Yeah, not yeah. enough people have Born to Run yet. We need to do another run. Yeah, <laughs> I was like going to a place. <laughs> um, so uh, on this uh, episode, we're gonna be playing songs from. Uh, your band will play uh, Roar songs. Uh, we're going to play um, uh, Dog Breath. Um, and we're, uh, uh, we'll play Roswell Kid. And we're going to, uh, yeah. and, and we have permission, we're going to play uh, Shell Shag. Uh, and nice. uh, if she gives me a visual yes, I'll do, I'll, I could play a Kimya Dawson song. Bingo! <laughs> yeah. This is how people get sued. <laughs> I don't know. She said yes. Was she yeah, looking directly? Non-verbal, <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah. We have an audio recording of her non-verbal. She turned a thumbs up. It's a thumbs up. We will take that as permission. Here's Kimya Dawson off Hidden Vagenda with Viva La Persistence. Persistence. Viva la pers... It's the seventh track. I dreamed I thanked Scotty in for persistence of time. Back when Steve and Eva died, that album changed my life. It was a package of pure darkness tied up with a silver string. Delivered by a fast train, rearranging how I think. He said, I can't believe you even know that I exist. I've got all of your albums and I think you are the best. 
He started to cry and I started to laugh. I gave him a hug and he gave me his autograph. Reeling in my disbelief, I knew that it was just a dream. All the covers that I see are different from the books I read. Everything is crumbling around me. Why does everything cost so much money? Could somebody please help out my family? My mom needs hearing aids, new shoulders and new legs. My dad needs a break, he works all day every day. My brother needs a place and a job where he can make enough money to take care of his baby. Here's a simple dissertation on a complex situation. Money and intimidation and mass graves make strong foundations for the giant corporations that own all the TV stations telling us to take vacations to their big theme park plantations rather than to parts of nations where we might meet people on the street who say I don't want my MTV cause it brought Viva to its knees and mom and pop are begging please globalization's killing me while we think that they think they need all of the things we think we need like Martha Stewart shams and sheets and sugar free powdered iced tea vanilla coke lemon pepsi friends episodes on dvd of psychiatry weapons of mass instruction finally broke me he said act your age don't be afraid to do of these now listen real hard put down that guitar don't be a retard be all that you can be the things he said i could be were laid out right in front of me would i choose deep fried apathy mcnuggets where my ball should be or Supersized conformity I walked away And I'm still me Free to go fucking crazy Free to know why I'm angry One and one and one is three And you and me is all I need Singing songs Drawing cocks Picking locks to lock Doors find deflated hearts and pump them up. Hey, this is Griffin McElroy. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. And we've got a new podcast on Maximum Fun called Wonderful. Wonderful. It's an enthusiast podcast where we talk about things that we're excited about and things that you're excited about. Things like overalls. 24-hour Sudafed. The grand prize game. The fact that wombats use their butts to kill predators. The soundtrack to the movie Dick Tracy. The beach potion we call Bud Light Line. All these things and more every Wednesday. And we'll also talk about things that you're excited about. You can find us on MaximumFun.org or iTunes or wherever. I don't know. Just search Wonderful. Google it, you'll probably get there. And this is Shell Shag with their track, 
Captivator. Enjoy. But uh, it's a th- this whole this this like the bands you're playing with right now. It's it's a, it's it's like for me. It's just like as a fan. It's it's like these are good shows. These are good lineups. It feels that it's like a tangential like friends and scene community compadres and stuff like that. It's, it's uh, is that like something that it's like as you get further into your career, you can kind of start like you know like like bringing bands together that you would want to do this with. I mean that's always the goal. You always want to tour with bands that you like, yeah. and that you you know that you that you respect and enjoy listening to. Um, and I think I think for for most of our career we've been able to do that to tour with bands we like and, and respect. Um, this one I'm particularly happy about because I'm a big huge Kimmy Dawson fan. Like when yeah. I first uh, started writing songs, um, her records were ones that I listened to and like and actively like was was inspired by and even stole from. Yeah, um, you know her her guitar playing style uh, helped me form my own, and uh, she's looking at me right now, and I'm embarrassed. It's really but, sweet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so Rebel! I have yeah I have no idea why she. Uh... <laughs> so Kimmy is holding up a a picture of a kid riding a giraffe with a penis head, and it says Kimmy Dawson loves you. Kimmy Dawson oh, loves me loads. Oh, it's it's a, it's it's, it's Kimmy writing. Dawson riding a cock giraffe. Well, I cock giraffe love you too. Kim. <laughs> <laughs> that's how <laughs> that's how Deanna and I met. The first night we met, uh, she uh, drew a picture of a dick for me uh, yeah. on the back of a Channel One One ballot, and uh, and also made fun of me for talking about Tumblr out loud. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't talk about Tumblr. <laughs> it was new and exciting. Whatever, First rule of Tumblr. My yeah. Tumblarity was through the roof at the time. He was really unsufferable. <laughs> uh, and also, someone say insufferable. Mm-hmm. It's great you mentioned Just Channel 101. <laughs> Channel 101 was awesome. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I don't know. That's all. Yeah, Big yeah. props to Channel 101. Yeah, but that's like that's where like D uh, got to like start figuring how to do like animation stuff for a while and then that's when uh you guys asked her to do a, a video yeah for do re me for do re me uh it's uh let's let's have you guys talk about that process because uh, and i also like not i like seeing deanna like explain the video to people so just uh <laughs> good luck yeah, i'm like, <laughs> I'm like blushing just holding the wicker this. man with lemmings <laughs> i don't know um what what where do I go? Where do so I start explain, with this? The, All right. Uh, well, um, so let's, let's, well, let's first start it with, uh, it's like, how so did you, like, it's like you saw some of Deanna's stuff on. Yeah. I saw your hentai. I was like, That's fuck. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. For channel one one mm-hmm. uh, me and a good friend made a little cartoon called Kamiko Miko girl, which was, uh, I don't know. It's a con- 
is it considered a spoof parody if you're still actively making hentai porn for the internet? I don't. Art is art is questions, oh, it was, isn't it? <laughs> it had it had a, a little more whimsy than most, maybe, but, uh, <laughs> and horribly animated. Uh, so yeah, uh, Christina Johns put us together. Mm-hmm. Uh, formerly at Side One Dummy, and uh, yeah, she's like, "Oh, pitch something," and uh, it turned out that we both miraculously loved uh, Nicolas Cage, and uh, oh yeah, Great Cage maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of Cage maniacs in this room right yeah. now. <laughs> we watched Ghost Rider in a hotel room like two weeks ago, oh and God. it's so fucking sick. <laughs> it holds up. I, did you did you ever watch the sequel, which is basically just Ghost Rider, but he's got a car now? There, oh, there, it's what? another Nicolas Cage movie Ghost that came Rider? out. <laughs> Gone in sixty seconds? No, it's. Oh no, it's, I'm I gotta watch Ghost called, Rider too. Like, wow, does he turn into a skeleton on fire? No, and I think at one point, he's like he, undead, isn't he? Yeah, he is undead, and it. You think it's a real movie, and then about halfway, you're like, oh, these are all demons. This kind of makes sense now, but it is literally. The exact same thing, only he's got a car I that think it, has fl- flames somehow. Wait, is it the one where it's like, I feel like there's a few movies where, uh, what is that guy's name? The the guy who was like the plastic bad guy from American Beauty. Wes Bentley? I think he's a baddie in that one. <laughs> Thank you. He was just in something I saw. We can get lost in the art of Nicolas Cage all day. I know. Yeah. Well, we saw a couple of us saw Mom and Dad on this tour oh, recently. Yeah. It's on Netflix now, oh, and uh, yeah. it's about the premise is uh, there's like something going around that makes parents want to kill their children, and Nicolas Cage plays one of the dads, and Selma Blair plays the mom, and uh, it's it's some of the fine art of Cage. He's, <laughs> he's great in it. Uh, Interesting fact. Uh, my buddy Fern edited that movie, and uh, tell him I said good work. We, we were uh, Jonah and I were almost uh, little extras. They were going to do this thing at the top where it was a bunch of vignettes of like found footage of like people documenting like different parents killing their parents at different oh, or their so kids cool. at different points. And we did one where we threw a baby off a bridge. Uh, it didn't yes. make the cut. They, they went a different direction. But uh, so then you uh, you pitched them an idea where Nicholas it was, a, it was an animated video where Nicholas Cage uh, came across a congregation of uh, hamster guinea pigs, hamsters, lemmings. What were they? They're a mix of things, man. I don't know. But I kind of just consi- think of them as lemmings, even they, though I don't know were, what lemmings yeah, actually are. Lemmings, and yeah. thank you for getting me back on track. No, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, playing with the theme of the song Do Re Mi, uh, you know, dealing yeah, with culty, uh, fun stuff. And so we had a bunch of brainwashed lemming dash gerbils dash hamsters dash I don't know what else. And, you know, Nicolas Cage, bless his heart, comes across them, saves them, but there's like an evil leader who is not into that. And it's a, you know, fight to the death, but eventually. Uh, Nicholas Cage with his powerful uh, sultry eyes uh, lasers into the cult leader and turns him into a sexy lady Nicholas Cage and they embrace and everything explodes and that's pretty much it. Yeah. That was the video. <laughs> it's a good video. Yeah, it's, it's a uh, great video. It echoes a lot of like a lot of Cage work. You yeah, know, there's a lot of good Cage. Disruptive swinging dick and comes and saves the day. <laughs> Beautiful. And it's uh, funny because Christina Johns kind of put you guys in touch with that. And then Christina Johns just recently put Deanna and I in a Bayside video uh, nice. that Megan Thompson uh, directed, which was uh, 
very fun. Uh, Me and Christina Johns just last night were talking about the Nobodies, who you'd mentioned that they came, they'd come yeah. to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, uh, yeah, she had never heard of them before, and then just like now that she's working at Hopeless, just like. What is this band? Who are they? And then also <laughs> Greatest Tits is the name of their album. Yeah, which is Greatest Tits. Yeah, Christina Johns loves Greatest Tits. She's a big yeah. fan of that album. <laughs> yeah, the it's her favorite album title. <laughs> yeah, it's like when I went to visit her at the uh, Hopeless Records warehouse, I was like, "Where's all the Dillinger Four and Digger and uh, uh, Scared of Chaco stuff?" She's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And then I was, I was like, "Well, there, maybe the the warehouse guy knows." He's like, "He's like, I did. The, are those like old bands?" And uh, I literally found a dusty shelf with, like, you know, like the old Cinema Beer Nuts videos and stuff like that. And, and it was a real bummer. Maybe a couple for real old. Ends records holding up a coffee table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we play a song? Uh, well, we're probably going to put in songs throughout this whole thing. We're not going to break. I mean, we could, like, professionally throw to one right now. I was just going to wrap it up and then have cash. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like earlier. I said like we're going to be playing songs from all the bands that are they're on tour with and stuff like that. And okay. Yeah. Whatever. Stop eating into the microphone. This is going great. <laughs> I thought it was going pretty good. Oh, it's great. This yeah. podcast is good. So you pointed yeah, out that I'm ruining it. I'm doing. I didn't say you're ruining it. I'm doing great. I got all these lighthouse pins. Yeah. You know, I can't good. complain. Yeah. Hey, Cash, how long have we been recording? Well, we've had a great time <laughs> hanging out with AJJ, Kim Yaw Dawson. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll have f- time to interview you some other time. We're so sorry you got bumped. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, and uh, thanks. So, so uh, yeah, if you uh, like any of the bands, the union guys are turning on the lights. Yeah. Also, you guys should turn off these uh, fluorescent lights. Turn on all. Turn on all these uh, nice uh, incandescents. They're telling us what to do. I just don't. You think it wouldn't be nice in here? Green room. I know. I'm just giving you pointers. <laughs> we know how to run our green room. Come on. You like can. As office-like as possible. Yes, exactly. Sterile environment. That's what rock and roll stars do is they go on the road and then they get to places and they're like, where are the cubicles? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the trash cans. They the trash, trash cans. Need those trash cans. They never give trash cans. You're Often right. You need to ask the venue to supply a, tra- a trash can for the green room. Yeah, that would be the real writer hack is like, yeah, give us a trash can yeah, so trash we don't live in our own filth. Oh, yeah. They don't, they well, it, it, it would be nice if you get, it's like, oh, they want a uh, rotisserie chicken. Oh, but they're going to clean up after themselves. <laughs> they didn't ask for utensils. <laughs> they're going to eat it with their hands, but they're going to throw it all away when they're yeah. done. Just because we have a... Just because just we have a trash can doesn't mean we throw things away. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of an aspirational trash can. Yeah. What are some of the uh, have you? What are some of the weirdest writer things you've you've seen or heard of? Uh, so Dog Breath, when they were on tour with us, they like just thought a writer is a funny thing that you're supposed to like use as a joke. Like, oh, we'll just ask for all the most ridiculous stuff. So the, I think they asked for like a lot, like ten monsters a night or something. Oh, uh, it was up there. So just like something stupid, and then they got it, and they're like, oh. Oh, okay. Like somebody, we actually have to. Somebody has to pay for this. Yeah. And uh, this is just like totally going to go to waste. So I mean, that was one example of an odd. Yeah. Uh, they drank all those monsters, though. They drank them. Yeah. Of Tristan. Course. Tristan drinks monsters like uh, like drinkers drink booze. <laughs> there was a kid that was uh, roading for us on the Mystery Science Theater tour, and all he he would uh, all he would like he would load in in the morning. He would uh, d- get a Domino's pizza and breadsticks delivered to the bus. 
Um, he would sit on a chair outside the bus, eat that, and just drink the gigantic cans of Red Bull. And that's all we ever saw him eat and drink. Just Domino's Pizza and Red Bull the entire time. Champion. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, was, he was 19, but uh, I could have sworn the kid was fucking 47. Yeah, rest in peace, kid. <laughs> Rough. Chris Chambers was his name. Long hair, big like big top hat, and he would always be like, "It's like I like the old school rock and roll stuff, like Marilyn Manson." I'd be like, "Oh, bless your heart." And then I asked him to show me. I was like, "I don't, I don't like Marilyn Manson. Show me what I show me Marilyn Manson songs I might like. You've heard what I've played. I like all kinds of stuff. Show me some good Marilyn Manson songs." And he sh- yeah, that was it. It's a great song. It's a great song. Really. Yeah, and uh, one more time. Sorry, we missed a- it. Angel with the scabbed wings. Angel with the scabbed wings. It's on. Uh, it's like in the. It's near the end of Antichrist Superstar. All right. Yeah, and he, and, he, and he also was like, he's like, I'll show you the live version. He loved Ooh, like the live right. version of it, and uh, yeah, there's always those things. But now that like I I care less about being a dick about music, I want to go back to all the bands I just shoot off over the years. Well, We've. Uh, We've been listening to, uh, well, 20-year anniversary of Freak on a Leash is coming up soon oh for the my video. God. And we've been Freak on a Leash, that's... Um, talking corn? about corn a lot. Yeah. That's a great video. More than usual. We just watched it two Free days ball. ago. Yeah, so what, what, what are you... Oh, is there anything in particular? Because you've told us in the past that you've listened to us on tour. What are you guys listening to in the, in the bus uh, on the road this time? We don't have a bus. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys listening to <laughs> on the bus that you pay a yeah, dollar the for? Bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, the Coal Chamber. Coal Chamber? Corn. <laughs> driver's Choice. They're great. <laughs> We've actually... Th- it's been really... Uh, this tour, everyone's just been throwing their Spotify's on shuffle. Oh, yeah? Uh, so instead of like... Albums. Uh, yeah, just whoever's driving is like, everything I've saved is on shuffle now. Um, I don't have to make any choices. So yeah. it's been like basically no repeats. Although Ben really loves Blue Oyster Cult. Oh. Uh, well, I've been listening to a lot of Blue Oyster Cult. I wouldn't go as far as saying that I love Blue Oyster Cult. I'm trying... I'm. I'm exploring uh, their ca- their canon right now. <laughs> See if there's anything there. But anything I, outside yeah. of Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah, yeah. I started the first album. The first album's pretty good. Stairway to the Stars, great track. Um, I don't know. I kind of lost interest somewhat. I, I knew a dude in high school who was really, really into the Blue Oyster Cult. And I only went... I, I went to high school in the 90s, so like... He was missing them by like a good yeah. 25 years. I couldn't, I could never figure it out. It was like, what about the blue oyster cult made you like Not such, the. huh? There's no the, oh. It's a way of, I think it's way. like a way of like disrespecting them, you know? Oh. <laughs> Sometimes I'll add S's to the ends of like names like yeah. accidentally. Cults. Like the eagles. Sublimes. <laughs> yeah, it's just the eagle. Yeah. It's just the eagles. It's just eagles. Is it just Eagles? Yeah. Tell me, tell me about this kid. Can you tell me about uh, this Blazer Cult kid. What's he like? Did he have a trench coat? Uh, <laughs> he did not, but he he had a, he had a lot of brothers, and one of them ha- definitely had a trench coat. But he did have he had a ponytail that went down to halfway down his back in high oh, yeah. school. Uh, strictly a tank top guy, like strictly a tank top guy. Yeah. Um, and was a theater tech guy, like was like the king of the theater tech guys. So would like build you everything. Just looked like he was like 35 when we were in high school. <laughs> nice. I hope he's doing good. Going out for smoke breaks. Chris yeah. yeah. Blue Easter Cold is like, I don't know much outside of it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to. Nobody else needs to go through this. This yeah. is my this is my struggle. I heard one time someone played a, like a Scorpion song, like an early like early Scorpion song from like one of their first two albums, and I was like, this is like really good. And they're like, yeah, Scorpions were a really good band. 
and before they kind of broke through. And so now I'm thinking like, I maybe I have to do like an early scorpions dig. Dig deep. Dig, dig, dig deep. for everything. Cause you, you know, if you have, uh, if you have some kind of lossless media, like Spotify or iTunes, yeah, it, it doesn't cost you anything. To, that, that's been the best thing about, I think, the stuff going on the internet is how easy it is to move into other things. I mean, there's millions of downsides, but that's the upside. Yeah. If some and guy aspires out. to get into the Blue Oyster cult, he can now. There's no financial yeah. no, cost to yeah. do that. And you can, Yeah, there's no investment, so I can just move directly out of it as quickly as I've moved yeah, in. Yeah. It's <laughs> not like, well, I got the record. Yeah, better. Yeah, I guess I'll just keep five on five. listening yeah. to it. Yeah. I wonder how many things as a kid that I would have just given up on. There's bands that I they're not good, but like uh, because it was like the album I got yeah. that with my money, and I was like, I don't want to waste my money. Yeah. So I just listened to it over and over again. And I check it out now. I go, what was I? What was I thinking? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, forced myself to like certain stuff. Um, and yesterday was Phil Linet's birthday. Woo! I uh, bought a Phil Linet. That was two days ago. Yesterday. That was Monday. Oh, yeah, Solo Monday. Sorry. Yeah. The days just slipped Solo by, huh? Yeah. Fantastic. It's a good one. Yeah, he's a good deep dive, especially his solo stuff, because it's like sort of sounds like Thin Lizzy, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what. What ballast was the rest of that band offering him to like <laughs> write the course that Solo and Soho became? <laughs> yeah, it's just him. Yeah. What are yeah. is it? You know, you guys because of your setup uh, and how it just like being acoustically based. It's a uh, you know covers are immediately like I think more interesting coming from a band with you know the setup you guys have and you did the you know Pink Floyd and uh, a cover on that last collection Is it, are there what are there are there any other like stuff that like if you were to make a covers album do you have some off the top of your head that you would love to do oh yeah we do a really good Jay Retard cover um, I, somebody mentioned that some, somebody mentioned that not too long ago mm. on the podcast I can't remember maybe it was Straub Somebody, somebody had heard it and really, really liked it. So. Cool. I'm gonna guess Christina Johns. It was Christina Johns. <laughs> yeah, we do. It was right. It was either the woman who is intimately familiar with your entire career or Rob Schraub. Yeah. It, was, it was one of those two people. Yeah, um, Rob Schraub, the TV guy that yeah. wrote Scud, the disposable assassin. Oh, yeah, cool. he loved. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome. I like that comic. I read it a lot when I was a kid. Oh, I did. Got too. him to sign it for me once. Did at, you really? At Atomic Comics. Nice. Wait. He directed the upcoming season of Mystery Science Theater. Sweet. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, what are some of the songs that you um, guys would? We do. I think of demons sometimes. What would you want to do? Oh, right? Like, it's Erickson. like, if, like, what's your? It's like, it's like, you can do it. Shoot for the stars. What are the songs that you think? Uh, personally, you don't have to check with the rest of the band. This is me being divisive. <laughs> this is him. Someone's gonna say one song, fight. and then like band's gonna go what? Owen Owen whispered a, a really good idea. If we were shooting for the stars and not limited by. Uh, Skill or time, it'd be Tarkus by Emerson Lincoln Palmer. Oh shit! That's a 25-minute <laughs> opus about nice. a, an armadillo tank who roams the countryside, waging perpetual war, and is eventually uh, destroyed by a manticore. <laughs> it's a it's it's a pretty heavy prog rock. It was my prompt. So theme. there's side one. <laughs> yeah, Tarkus side one. Someone else, go for it. Yeah, side two, Tarkus reprise. <laughs> We could do the other side of the Tarkus record, which would be uh, a couple like just random B sides, like uh, "Bitches Crystal," "Jeremy Bender," and uh, I think there was like a like a live version of "Eruption," which was the first part of Tarkus. <laughs> wow! <laughs> would you ever do? Would you ever like take one band and do it? Because it's uh, you know like Jeffrey Lewis did Twelve Crass songs, and I find myself listening to that more than I ever listened to Crass. Oh, Not that yeah. I don't like Crass, but like 
I'll find myself listening to that you know covers album. Is there like one band? What's one band if you were to pick one band to do a covers album? We for we talked a little bit with Kepi Gooley. We had an idea of doing like a Neil Young cover album. Really, that'd be that'd great. Be, yeah. yeah, we got a bunch of Neil fun. covers. Yeah, and yeah, we've done we've done uh, yeah quite a few Neil covers just uh, as AJJ and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. That'd I'm thinking fun. about doing a whole uh, covers album, like a uh, folksy cover of uh, different Weird Al songs. That's uh, <laughs> that's like literature. The, the originals, the Weird Al originals. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Or just using the lyrics from the parodies in a new way. Oh, okay. Just a new melody yeah. to fat or something like oh, that. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I was thinking about doing a couple of those. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe an EP's worth or something a like that. Out on the newly restarted Anxiety Machine Records. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's the it's part of the reboot. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I only do reboot things now. <laughs> so like something that was gone a long time ago. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, what do you, what were we gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say people love reboots and people are been clamoring for my record label to come back. I liked it. I thought it was a solid across the board good record label. Yeah, it was great while it lasted. Yeah. Now it doesn't. <laughs> And yeah. uh, but now you're actually like in bands and yes, and it must feel more fulfilling in a way. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Did it you feel you were like a bit sidelines? Well, it was. I mean, it was really. I, kind of how you said you started putting out records because you like just wanted to help out yeah. financially and like I was working in an office job, and had, money to bl- to burn and I was like I want to help out this the DIY scene that I've just been going to shows at. And then I quit that office job to tour more. So really, it was just like, this doesn't make sense to do right now. Yeah. Um, so I mean, maybe it's not like a done forever deal, but you know, uh, not having the, not having a disposable income to yes. throw away to basically just like, you know, turn thousands of dollars into pieces of plastic that sit in my closet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. How are those? This uh, is this is Will Rise album. Oh, song? I still have. I sold. Five copies of that record. Oof! It was a split. Is it still re- available oh, online? No. Everyone, see Will Rock. Yeah, there it is. Like, we'll link to it. Rock yeah. bottom prices. Well, Everything must go. Yeah, really boring <laughs> stuff. But uh, yeah, it was like I got half the records. The other, the other label that did it sold their half. Uh, I did not sell my half. So if anybody wants a record that sounds like tragedy but isn't tragedy and came out eight years ago, uh, message me on Twitter. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Well, uh, we're not going to take up any more of your time. Thanks for uh, having us in oh, your wow, green room. You. And if you listen to this uh, episode in the next uh, hour and a half, come on down. These guys are playing. Cash, this isn't coming out till next week. Oh, but they're <laughs> going on tour, so we're going to link to the next leg of the yeah, tour. Next leg of the tour. October we'll start, starts in October. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, any of the songs you heard, uh, we will link to them in the uh, the show description. Anything else you guys want to say to the listeners? Uh, you guys, you guys have been longtime friends of the show. Very long time. <laughs> yeah, thank you for thank you for being a friend. Of course, of course. And you know, instead of the regular uh, intro mm-hmm. of the you know the, the toys that kill thing, yeah, yeah, we're we gonna play. We'll play Sean's intro. Oh. Oh, I, I hear it's outdated now. I hear. It, uh, oh yeah, 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 Adam's not around. Not uh, we don't do music news. Yeah. Um, uh, we're not <laughs> friends. Um. Uh, <laughs> Still get soundboard drops though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as far as we know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, good goodbye. Have a good show tonight. Break Thank a leg. Yeah, right. Goodbye. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Okay, so when we do it for real. Thanks, guys. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. 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 Hey, this one actually works out. Cash, is it? Is it?
Well, we couldn't find their theme song because uh, Jonah's on a plane and I don't have it. But but we are going to close out with a Roar song and another AJJ song because, God damn it, they're the headliners. So the uh, coming up uh, and going out, we're going to go with uh, AJJ uh, off Only God Can Judge Me. We're going to call it Power Plant. And a shag song. So we will uh, see you next week. Thank you so much for listening in. And uh, uh, via con Dios.
maybe we like to criticize more than we construct. And maybe that's not healthy. Maybe that's just plain fucked up. But at least we're saying something. And I hope that no one is listening. Because this is kind of embarrassing. And everyone who hears it thinks that we're joking. Because God created puppy dogs and God created kittens and our love created powerful The generates this world. And if we stop now, then we'll just disappear into oblivion. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.